On today's episode of Back of the Bird, the boys sit down with Vancouver Warriors star Mitch Jones, also do a summer arena snake draft, and catch up on what's going on around the league and in our lives. Without further ado, let's get into it. This is episode 62 of Back of the Bird. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. If you want to sign, this is it. You're mad, your magic, you're as hard as a gun. You want to play with fire. As always, that was Boston Levi with his hit song, Run Baby Run. Huge shout out to Boston for continuing to let us use his music. Make sure you stay tuned with what's going on with Boston's career. Tons of exciting stuff coming up. Let's get into the show. Okay, we're back. After a little uh, episode only and Donnie, nice little intro hanging last week. Um, Episode 62. We have anyone? Eric Penny? (laughs) He's 61, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. 61. How about, how about, <laughs> how about Nolan Clayton, 60? We just buried him. No. He tweeted, yeah, he tweeted us. We just buried him. But, didn't, dude, I don't know why he didn't come up then. In the, I literally looked by numbers. Anyways. That's fucked our up. bad. Sorry, yeah. bud. Um, 62 oh, can't exist. 62. I don't know. Whatever. Someone will tweet at us and bury us. But, um, yeah, we're back, man. It's uh, presented by Cottage Springs, as we always are. Came home today, looking at six cases, sitting here, ready to rock. Um, all the mix packs, dude. I like when they're in the little 24-pack, where it's just, like, all of them. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's good timing. We got a little uh, – got a work conference this weekend. We'll get into that stuff for this week. But, um, yeah, let's just dive into it. Polly, how are you, buddy? I'm good, bud. Doing well um yeah just just getting ready man the camp's like right around the corner which is crazy doesn't seem like it is but it's like two weeks away which is mental so yeah man just just really that and just i don't know trying to trying to squeeze in a couple more golf rounds on the night days that are nice i was gonna say i figured you're gonna try to do that i'm golf i locked in around on sunday this sunday oh really i was i think i was supposed to play this sunday but now i think i'm gonna work which is Brooks. This weekend looks money. Looks really nice. Really I'm, nice. I'm devastated, but uh, <laughs> um, I golfed with uh, Danny Mack and Crep on Ashi on Sunday. I need to hear about this. Yeah. So and then uh, Mark White, so ex NLLer, had a cup of coffee in the old NLL. Good old Oakville boy. So um, we golfed at their home course, Flamborough Hills. So we did a 2v2 best ball match, and uh, fuck, <clears throat> it was a hell of a match. So it was me and Whitey versus uh, Danny Mack and Crep. Um, come out of the gates pretty hot. We birdie the first hole, and then I think we go down two or three, come back, tie it. Then we go up two. Then we go down two. Anyways, we're down one going into 18. So we got we to gotta win this hole. So – Whitey, Whitey was playing pretty bad. I was kind of not going to lie. I was kind of carrying the team. He got the birdie on the first, and then his game kind of fell apart. I was playing pretty well. Um, but 18, I, like, I shank, I hook my drive into, like, the shit. Whitey hits, like, a good drive. And then he's on, he's on the back of the green on his approach shot for, uh, for Eagle. And then Creppy, Danny Mack, 
blast his out of bounds. So me and him are kind of out of the hole. Krabby hits a good one, lays up, and then hits like a nice approach shot to, let's call it four feet, five feet maybe for yeah. Bird. So we're lying. We're lying eagle on the back of like a hill. Krabby's lying Bird. So Whitey chips one to like two feet, knocks in the Bird. Krabby's got to go and uh, hit this. And he's been like, he's really good putter, really good short game, really good putter. And uh, right before he putts, Danny Mac, there was like a divot right like in front of his ball, right by the hole. So Danny Mac's like, hey, there's like a like a ball mark right right in front of right in front of the hole. And he's like, no, nah, it's, it's fine. I like, won't worry. So steps up, boom, shanks the putt, misses it. <laughs> and so we tie. So now we gotta go play a playoff hole. We're tied. And uh so go talk to this star. This guy's like 85 years old, named uh, what the fuck was his name? Like Murray or something. Like, oh, Murray will let us go on another course. So we go go back to the first one we started, number one. So, anyways, boom, hit a good drive. They hit a good drive. We're a little bit uh we're shorter on the drive. So we step up. I hit like a decent approach shot. Um, Whitey goes long, and then both him and Danny Mack hit like what looks like a really good, two good approach shots, but you can't see because it's like protected by bunkers. So we drive up. I'm on the green, but I got like this 50 footer that like double breaker up a hill, down a hill. And they're sitting, they're probably sitting like 15 feet. So not really a makeable putt, but they're getting bird. So step up to this, like looking at it, like, all right, we just got to nestle this one close hit it and like soon as i hit it i'm like fuck that thing's got a chance boom just jar an eagle 50 footer double break match over let's go pack the bags yeah win the lunch and some beers from the boys thanks for having me at the course see you later oh baby that one that one's gotta hurt I, I, oh dude i mean if you've ever seen two guys more disheartened as seeing this pot like they're you go from the highs to highs and be like, we're definitely burning this to like, we're screwed. We can't hit the putt. So that's awesome. I yeah. love that. Couldn't happen to better. Guys. I mean, if we could have had that was like, that could have been like the best sand, like a great sandbagger to start went into overtime. But anyways, such is life. I love yeah. it. That's good stuff. Donnie, what's going on with you, buddy? Nothing boys. Uh, had a uh... busy weekend. Yeah. yeah, busy weekend. Played um, played a lot. Uh, we each uh, so I played it with the Team Canada event this weekend. So there are four college teams came up, all who have Canadian coaches. So basically, the Canada was split into two. So each guy uh, played a college game and a red and white game on each day. So I played uh, the last game ended up getting shortened, but I essentially played uh, three and a half games, sort of. So. Uh, it's just awesome to be around the guys again, um, meet some new guys, um, you know, you see, play with some younger guys, some older guys who I've looked up to for a long time. So, uh, it's always just an honor to be in that, uh, in that company and, and good to be back, uh, playing again. I haven't played since um, my last PLL game, which is a, a month and a bit ago. So not that long, but still good to get back out there. So yeah, it was fun. I do want to say, while I have the mic here, I, looked up the numbers and there's no 62, but there are some 61s that uh, 
we missed. So uh, Brandon Slade from Toronto, 61. Uh, Gord Phillips, 61. Eric Penny, 61. Nick Charlie Finley. Bertrand. Yeah, Nick Finley, 61. And Charlie Bertrand, 61. Jesus, so, that's a lot of 61s. Yeah, it's kind of a pop bump, bumping number. No 62s, couple 63s, and then we, we start – we started humming again as we get closer to uh, to a hundo, but want to make sure those guys get their shine. And uh, other than that, boys, I'm I'm fired up. Uh, our, our training camp starts next uh, weekend. Um, yeah, nice. Right. Getting, getting closer. Who uh, who's running? Who's coaching Team Canada? Is it uh, is it Brownie, T. Ray, all those guys? Yeah, uh, Matt Brown, Taylor Ray, uh, Merrick Thompson, um, for sure, and then. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who the whole the rest of the staff is, but um, know those three guys for sure. Yeah. And Danny carries the GM, right? Correct. Yeah. Nice. You, guys, yeah. You, you forgot Donnie. Didn't mention I put in 15 games, a hard time where number 61 with the Rochester Nighthawks. Oh, yeah. Wow. There you go. Yeah. I totally forgot. God, about damn it. I don't want, I don't want to say I might've been one of the first guys to wear that number, but. Uh, I, don't, I, don't think, yeah. I think they're, I think all those ones came after, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot of games played, not a whole lot of game worn jerseys out of 61 that I had, but, uh, but I wore it nonetheless, June 1st. That's my birthday. There's you want to hear the the reason behind the birthday six one. Okay. I was just going to ask you, how'd you get into six one? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what else to go. Everything else was kind of taken in rush. So yeah. I just figured I'd get a little crazy with it, but I like that though. Six yeah. one's actually not a bad number. Yeah. You go any other way though, sixty or sixty-two. Yeah, isn't it like so funny how that is like? Like, why are certain numbers they just like look cooler on the jersey? Like, same like sixty-five. Sixty-five would look junk. Yeah, yeah that's so just like, then, to me. That's just like a news channel or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but yeah, I just got back from a nice little weekend. Spent it was down with the uh, the High Point boys watching my. Uh, my roommate from sophomore year, Zach Price. Shout out to Zach Price. Zach and Jackie Price got married down there. What a, t- what a city that is. I like that. It's really. What was it, Savannah, Georgia? Where you? Yeah, at? real historic looking place. Yeah. Um, just kind of you kind of like forget like the, it's like the South is just like so different. But, yeah, especially uh, like there is kind of like the true like South South like. Yeah, real lot of lot of history, a lot of not so yeah. great history, but a lot of history. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, really cool, cool weekend seeing those guys. Are well, another guy on the team got married on Friday, so our coach and his wife went to that, and it was in San Diego. They took the red eye after the wedding to make this wedding in Savannah. Jesus. So it was nice to see Coach Torpy and his wife Tegan, um, and then just like all catching up with all the guys. Like you just don't miss a beat, right? Like you cannot talk yeah. for like three years, and then you're just everyone was so back. So it was a good time. Travel home wasn't great. <laughs> End up running for a flight, but it's. Uh, yeah, just uh, training for training for camp, even on days I'm not. Just trying to run to the airport, but or through the airport. But uh, it's nice to be back now. I mean, we're picking up. We're busy for work. We got a little hosting a little conference in Mississauga this week. So where? It's just it's it's just like they station us at that Meadowville Hotel, that like gotcha. Hilton, Hilton there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're there for the next few days, and hope I think we'll uh, we're gonna have. Not gonna say who we got. We're gonna have Beauty Beauty on this week. Hopefully, we figure that out. Um, he's back. Beauty Beauty once again. It's been he's been long overdue. It's uh, he's been training hard, getting ready for the season. So we're gonna have Beauty Beauty on again. But uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, 
I was going to say before we move on, just um, for viewers who, especially, you know, folks who are maybe new to the NLL, maybe just walking through like what our training camp schedules look like. And maybe also I was kind of wondering, Paul, like, what was it like, uh, you know, cause it's been sort of like this for a couple of years now with stuff like what was training camps like back, um, you know, when you were kind of younger in the league, but just for people realize like most teams do their training camps in the GTA somewhere in Toronto. I think all three of our teams fall into that camp, right? Yeah, for sure. And, um, like it never used to be like that. So you'd used to really before like the track and now before Brampton put in full-time turf, you had like the ILA, um, you had Grimsby, which was like pretty dungy. And that was kind of it. So some teams ran out of ILA. Um, some teams did a little bit in Grimsby, but then for the most part, it was like three weekends in a row. That's what it was before the season. It was three weekends in a row. So you still, sometimes you still kind of have that, especially the first week. And it's usually always a big bagger um, where you're going like at least one day you're doing two practices, if not practice scrimmage. And then, so usually how it goes, I'll just kind of start how like kind of it used to be. So you'd get in Friday, that'd be all like your medicals. Once that's done, you usually would have a practice that night. Then wake up Saturday morning, practice, some sort of lunch or maybe team activity. Saturday night, again, game, scrimmage, something, inner squad or another practice. Sunday morning, and then you'd be out of there. So you'd be going like four sessions and basically call it 36 hours. So you would, and that was almost every weekend though. The second week, you might not go four sessions, but then you start getting to exhibition games. But that first weekend was always a bagger. And it was one of those things, like no matter how hard you trained and like got ready, you were just fucking bagged and like couldn't move after that first weekend. But that's how kind of training camps used to be. It used to be kind of three week, weekends in a row. Now, again, with like, <clears throat> as you were saying, kind of the advent of more arenas having lacrosse and stuff like that you kind of get it spread out a little bit more. Sometimes you get a little bit during the week, which is nice. So it's not quite as jam packed, which again is a little bit easier on the, on the gentleman, but yeah, back in the day, it used to be kind of three weekends in a row and then uh, boom, you're hitting the ground running for, for season. And how many weekends are, are you guys doing this year? I think we're, we have five weekends, I think. Yeah. So we would be, what are we? We're, let me just pull the calendar here. I think we're four. We're just like every we're every weekend in November. Yeah, so we'll go every weekend in November, but we're also doing like midweek stuff too. So like when we're doing weekends, we will have like maybe a game and a practice. Like we're not going more than three sessions in a weekend, right? And then we'll do like a Tuesday nights. Um, so we're doing like all games. Like most games are still happening on the weekends, but we're running like another training camp like practice week weekdays on tuesday so we're usually doing again this this first week's a bit of a bagger now again fitness testing has kind of crept into uh the new age lacrosse so everyone dreads all fitness testing so we got fitness testing medicals um and then we're going practice and and an inner squad scrimmage on the first day so not too bad again only two sessions plus fitness testing 
what's do you know all your testing um i don't because i had to miss i had to miss a team call because i was at work i was on a call um and the one thing that's kind of changed with like fitness testing is like when you get strength coaches some of them are using it to like like train you so it's more like remember like when we did with noble it was more like hey you're like slow like deficiencies and stuff yeah exactly where like before it's like okay we're doing the beep test who's been in shape like get on the line. yeah we're more just, just no gonna rhymers. give you we're gonna give you a pound of anxiety to deal with so you better run before you get here yeah exactly it's just more of a let's see who was doing what and again no rhyme or reason just gonna bag these guys but um i don't know i'm sure we'll do some sort of condition I mean, there's always some sort of conditioning test or a 300 or something but yeah I don't know. I'll, I'll reach out to the guy, but um, yeah, that's that's it, man. Cool. Um, throw some team bonding in there at some point in, the, in one of those weekends, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, it is cool how like with the track that kind of came in. Like, I mean, the track came in when I was in like middle school to high school, but it, it kind of it, like came like lightning in a bottle a little bit there, where you could just go watch these NFL teams play in the track and. Uh, they did a good job. Like they'd always do, like uh, no tickets, but you you bring cans for uh, yeah, food donations, food, yeah, and that kind of thing. So that's sweet. And for listeners too, we actually, I'll t- I'll check on this. I'll take it out if I can't say this, but we all three of our teams play each other in preseason. So we get we definitely play you guys, right? I yeah, think we play we play New York too. So okay, yeah. nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't think there's I any rules against saying that. No, I think we're more, yeah, get more fans out, make them buy tickets, then they have to pay us. Fucking right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, dude, I mean, just it's funny, like when you think about back to training camps, like there's like guy when there's fitness testing involved, guys go either one of two ways. It's like kind of like locked in, like feeling pretty good, ready to go, or there's the guys that like kind of like verbalize how much like they think testing doesn't matter towards lacrosse, <laughs> you know? It's like it's like, it's like I'm going to go like score and stuff like this isn't my yeah. game. Like, and, and then they're trying to get other guys to like agree with them to try to like, feel like less scared about it leading up to it. Yeah. It was, it was hilarious. I was actually, uh, yeah, we were, I was talking to uh Hazer for like the first weekend. He was like, Hey, like, what do you think about like this layout? Right. Like uh, again, just get in Friday night, do like our physicals. Saturday is fitness testing. Um, we got some social media obligations like in between and then like an inner squad scrimmage at night. So I kind of want to keep it like late first weekend. I'm like, yeah, like sounds pretty good. I'm like, but guys are still going to bitch about fitness testing in the morning on Saturday. <laughs> like this is, there's no, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been on a team where 25 guys, or I guess it's like 40 to start training camp or just like, Hey, let's get some fitness testing out of the way here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> still the same guys. Like, why, why are we doing this? Yeah. What's exactly. the point of this? Like, what? This isn't my game. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You'll uh, never see the goal scored in the weight room, right? Can't yeah. flex a ball into the net. That's what they say. I but. used to, I used to drive me nuts in college. Like the opposite, the guys who would like before the fitness test, be like, did you run the summer? Like I didn't run once. And then they'd go crush the running test. And you're like, yeah. okay, you're a liar. Like, yeah. You've been running well, every day. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I yeah i agree i agree but um yeah it's 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 gotten here in a hurry man it's it's exciting like it's kind of wild but uh what if, i mean i saw that post on the on instagram they had like 45 days away from playing here it's crazy 
it's mental. Yeah, but we've done it, man. But uh, yeah, I guess outside of that, like, I mean, news this week, um, lacrosse related, I think really the only thing, like at least since the last time we talked was Johnny T going in the, uh, was it Canadian order. sports? Yeah, can- Canada order of, of athletes or something. Like it wasn't the Hall of Fame, but it was like order of athletes or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think should, that, <laughs> there's sure. one piece of news this week, well, and we don't I know. Mean, I, I'm, I think 100% he's already in like the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. He's obviously in Ontario Lacrosse, Ontario Sports, but I'm pretty sure it was like the order, like because oh, they were okay. wearing, so he like, received the Order of Sports, Order of Sport Award, and was inducted into Canada's Sports Hall of Fame this evening. Oh, same, same thing. Yeah, on like October same. 6th. Sorry, same night. Okay, yeah. but yeah, there was a. I knew there was some sort of order of, of sport, which I don't know what that is. Like, I mean, if you're in the hall of fame, that's pretty cool. But order of sport just sounds like you should start calling him sir. Now, like he's been knighted. Yeah. Sir John Tavares. <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, cool and deserving. Obviously you guys, he's a pretty good player. I think. How about, uh, how about uh, young Johnny T came to uh, one of the man cup games. You know what? So I forget who told me this. I think it was my brother said, I don't know how my brother knew, but they might have, they might have shown. I mean, they showed him, they introduced him like kind of during a TV timeout or something. Um, and he was just sitting in the box and, and Johnny T and Johnny Grant gave out some, I don't know if it was, that was the same night they gave out uh, an award to Shawnee because he became, the all-time points, man cup points leader. So I don't know if that was the same game, but anyways, yeah, just came to check out some lacrosse, was sitting in the box. So that's pretty cool. Game. Yeah. I mean, that's a decent little segue. <laughs> 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 tough, tough, uh, tough start in Leafland. That's all right. We still believe. Yeah. We're a podcast that still believes no matter what. Uh, I'd like to say for – People who may be new here, I'm a huge Calgary Flames fan, and this might be our fucking year. So I'm saying it right now. It's early in the season. If you want to jump on the bandwagon with me, great. If you don't like Calgary, don't don't tweet at me. Don't I don't care. How did you become a Flames fan? Uh, when I lived, my dad grew up in Calgary, and then I lived there. Oh, really? like okay. Six, yeah. So I mean, and and I mean, you look at this thing now, man. Turning. Yeah, what looks like the falling the 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 downfall of the organization. You turn it into like eight years at, or seven years with Kadri, Huberto, and Uyghur. Like that's not a bad little trade off. Yeah, crazy. They um, they legit are probably better this year than they were last year. So yeah, and, um, and some good good chirps. Sutter yeah. Sutter threw out like the chirp. Like you, they asked him something about something about Kachuk, and then he just like. I don't know. Yeah, he I said, like I don't care about him anymore, like or something. It was like Huberto's better or something. I don't Long know. Play up. That's the thing with the difference between him and Kadri was because that's kind of like the comparison. Like they both kind of play that like under your skin game, get points. Obviously, maybe Chuck gets some more points, but he was like, Yeah, one guy's had long playoff runs, like Bumble just like buried good Chuck. Yeah, like, guy's got a cup. Um yeah. But yeah, it'll did be, you uh, see? Hey, did you see? I think it just came out this morning. But how Kadri left the group chat? So funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? I'm not cutting any deals on the ice. And then yeah, just I love left. you boys. I don't cut deals on the ice. And then just remove themselves from the group chat. Like, does that mean like he's going for everybody? 
sounds like it. If I'm interpreting it right, it's just like, don't come near me. I'll still slash you in the ankles. Yeah, that sounds that's that's him. But um, I'm trying to think, we can we're we're gonna do a little snake draft today too. Um, this one so, might get us. This one might get get some beers thrown out our heads this year. You think if so, we're gonna do we're gonna do. Are we gonna do like any arena, right? I think like uh, or do you want to do soft. like like junior arenas? I think like a Canadian box arena. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna okay. say summer lacrosse. We'll do a we'll yeah. do a an NLL one, but I think this one. I think you're thinking summer lacrosse, right, Donnie? Yeah, we can do whatever we want, but that's what I that's what I was. Yeah, thinking. I like that. I would I say any any summer lacrosse, junior okay. A, B, C, D, major. Minor, senior B. If you're competing right? for the Bridgestone Cup or whatever. The yeah, fuck going the on. Meredith, the Junior C Meredith. Again, yeah. shout out to the old Orangeville Northman. Yeah, junior congrats, fellas. Um, Ian, everybody, shout out, everybody. And, uh, shout out to everyone who's ever picked up a stick. Shout out. <laughs> um, but uh, we're maybe we'll kind of keep that for uh, for after the interview here. But um, I guess that's kind of it. Um, again, we're obviously got. We're going to have more news kind of coming up with, you know, rosters and things like that. Like you'll start to see shake up and guys moving, maybe some guys moving around after uh, first few weeks of camp. But um, yeah, for now it's, it's uh, not a ton going on. So maybe we kick it over to beauty, beauty. Like it. Okay. All right. This interview is brought to you by lucky penny media, lucky penny media, full service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you to you and working together. It means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So here he is, back again, beauty, beauty. Paul, you want to kick it off, buddy? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we're pleased to welcome on this Delta BC native who's drafted the third round of the 2012 NLL entry draft to the then Washington Stealth before making his mark in Buffalo. And now he's back in his hometown, the Vancouver Warriors. Please welcome on Mitch Jones. What's up, buddy? How we doing? Good, man. Uh, you? Good, man. Thought, thought I might have been one of the first guests on here, but uh, what episode am I here? You guys had 100 yet? No, not, we're not. Two. We're grinding. 62. Okay, we're, we're making our way there. No, awesome. Pleasure to be on. What's going on, man? What have you been up to? uh i mean recently just getting ready for camp uh the late october weather here's kept golf season alive uh pretty strong um working a bit but yeah just kind of excited for season i didn't play much last season so it feels like it's uh been a long time coming yeah how's uh how's that all going because you you had to stop because of injury right something happened yeah no i broke my foot which was uh pretty shitty all around um did uh for danny can uh, relate but did the walking boot life for yeah for like over whatever six to eight weeks and uh nice road to recovery but no it's doing well everything i'm happy with the uh, surgery and all that and feeling good did you oh, uh, did you play this summer uh yeah i got some games in the summer uh we're a bit of a mismatch shorthanded uh belly's team but i got out there and kind of limping around for the first bit of the summer but, but near the end i was feeling pretty good and then were you actually I see a picture you got to play with all your brothers? Uh yeah. My so Jason's my older brother. He was uh, he's been on the bellies with me for uh we've been there. I always forget with all these COVID years because it's been yeah. two seasons now. And then my younger brother made his long awaited WA debut. He didn't get to play until he's 
24 or whatever. So, but he's on in the forage. So we played against him and uh, yeah, I went three and zero against him. Not a big deal. Yeah. He's <laughs> love that. <laughs> it's a little competitive. Um, a little bit. Yeah. What's uh, I mean, if you don't mind us asking, like what was this? Just, I remember like, I mean, at least I heard it was just like kind of a freak injury. What, what happened to you? Uh, yeah, I we were pre, it was pre practice. We're like just hanging out. You guys are getting ankles taped, whatever. Um, I was sort of football with Brett Bitsky, uh, pretending to do toe tap catches in slow motion. <laughs> like, like ten, this is 10 yard passes in slow motion. And I just heard a little pop. My first reaction was like, Oh, I just rolled my ankle. Yeah. Um, and then within about 30 seconds, I couldn't put any weight on it at all. So I was like, yeah, it's not good. And like, everyone's kind of getting ready for practice. So I limp my way over to the training table. And like at this point I'm in my, I know I'm not practicing. I can't stand. Yeah. So I wait for, I kind of wait for everyone to get their ankle tape and they just, yeah, they start pulling out a little bit. None of that felt good. So, um, that was kind of where the road to recovery started. Well, at least, at least you're ready to go, which is kind of cool. Cause, um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of go back to start, but, coming up to this season, obviously like new coaches kind of new outlook for you guys. So kind of cool for you, fresh start and everyone kind of fresh start really. For sure, man. I, uh, I'm a little bit different position because I had Troy for three years. So I kind of know, know what we're getting ourselves into, but I'm super excited about it. I think, I mean, yeah, Vancouver has been such a, we haven't won much in a long time. That's pretty obvious. Right. But I think he's coming in with a plan and, and a real, real attitude, how we're going to get there. And, and I think it's going to be good for our guys. We haven't had that in the past. Um, and fuck, man, we got a lot of talent on our team. Sometimes yeah, I was just I was going to say, kind of like, again, again, like a couple breakout stars, like Ball, Killen, now kind of finding <clears> their strides. And obviously, like, you, Shoss on the left side, and our buddy Deep and Net. Like, you guys you guys kind of have the tools to just putting everything together, right? Yeah, I mean, just putting it together and just getting – our, our focus, or at least what I think for this year, is just get better through the year. We've kind of struggled, too. We've had a couple of hot starts. We've had a, some good games in the last few years, but five, six wins just ain't going to cut it, and you got to get better. The best teams here get better through the year, so I think we're in a good position to do that finally and see how she goes. Fucking right. Well, let's uh, – let's, you want to wind her back here, Danny? Because you got kind of a – like pretty cool backstory too and just like doing a little bit of research like kind of just want to dive in obviously like the two sport athletes stuff like that but so were you born and raised kind of delta growing up yeah born and raised delta north delta to be specific um yeah like you said played a lot of hockey and lacrosse growing up always hockey winter season then straight to the box all summer so that's kind of where that i was passionate about that and just kind of tried to do that as long as i could was kind of my uh my mo Nice. How did how did you get into lacrosse? Obviously, hockey's pretty pretty straightforward for most Canadians. Everyone just plays hockey. But how do you start playing yeah. lacrosse? Uh, I started playing. I mean, I started playing in the backyard with my older brother from whatever two, three, four years old, whatever it was. Um, my old man played, so he was a long time town belly and uh, senior A guy. So he, I mean, I grew up. He would take me to the box. I would go to his games, be the ball boy, all that good stuff. Um, and then having a brother three years older than you, who's, uh, uh, likes to beat you up and, and challenge you and compete with you. It doesn't help or always helps, uh, kind of get, get me better and always had someone to play with. Um, but yeah, that'd be how. That's unreal. I didn't know. I didn't realize your old man played. So he was Sam and Billy his whole life. 
Uh, he, he played in Brooklyn a year uh, back east. Actually, he's a sound belly. He, he's he's got an interesting story and stuff. I'll tell it quickly. He stopped playing lacrosse when he was like twelve. Um, was a soccer player. Wanted to thought about playing some pro soccer, but ended up joining the fire department. When he joined the fire department, um, played on their soccer team and their hockey team and all the sports. And then uh, the Vancouver Berards, I believe it would have been, were a senior B team. Reached out to him. He ended up playing there. He crossed paths with Johnny T there. Johnny T played his mm-hmm. uh, rookie like year. First year, right? Yeah. So they, they got, they got, so they played senior B. They got moved up to senior A after a couple of years. And then Johnny T played his rookie year there. They went, went to a man cup and got smashed. But that was, then after that, uh, can't remember who he played senior A for. Oh, I guess it would have been the Brothers he played for. Then he made his way to New Aston, Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, that was how he got there. But he didn't play lacrosse for like 12 years and then came back to senior B. I think he was the WA leading scorer like three years after he returned to play. So it was kind of interesting. That's insane. That's uh-huh. real. That's wicked. That's and he's, he's and still... he's, he was right. He was in the nineties. He stuck it out with a Woody his whole career. I think he was one of the last guys using Woody, especially on offense. Like not offensive guys were using Woody's anyway. He stuck it out right till the end, like ninety-eight, or I think he was still out there using a Woody in the WA. But... That's like the Craig McTavish just going no bucket, <laughs> but he's using a Woody. I, That's amazing. I, I grew up look, looking at his gear, his cage. They would have they would have like those spider cages, but they would cut all the bars out. So it was just one bar and one bar. And I was like, 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 why are you guys cutting these out? You just don't like your face. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Gotta get gotta get the peripheral vision going, Mitch. Jesus, uh, oh, yeah. safety. You gotta get the peripheral vision. How do you think I got so many assists? Okay. <laughs> It's like me and it's like me and beer like hockey with the visor tilted up. Like no, yeah, maybe, exactly. just the, maybe just let me just put it over your eyes, buddy. <laughs> that's that's funny. I mean, dude, speaking, of, I mean, so hockey wise, like you played um what's it was it the BCHL? <clears throat> so it's yeah, yeah, then, played BCHL, which is hell of a league. Yeah, yeah, no joke of a league there. A lot of guys, at least this is going to be a nice segue into Polly talking about junior hockey again. But uh, <laughs> what, uh, like from there, where, which team did you play for in BC? Uh, I played for, I started Penticton, uh, had a very quick stint there. I think I played six games. Um, one of the games where we were the best team in the league, we're getting, we're destroying some team and I didn't play a single shift in like the second and third period. So I went in the coach's office. I was like, Hey man, like we're up six one. Like I cannot even get out there. And he traded me the next day to Merritt, who's like the worst team in the league. Um, so I grinded out a year in Merritt. And then uh, after that, I played for the Surrey Eagles, which is like in South Surrey. And we had a pretty, we had a pretty good team. I had a great, that's kind of where I got my scholarship out of and, and had a good year, had a good season that year. So how did that whole recruiting process work? Um, so I, after I left Merritt, I retired from hockey. I was like, no, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. Um, I'm going to go get them cross scholarships at that time i'd started to get some interest from from schools uh went to Brody merrill's top 100 camp played field across for the first time and got a boatload of interest from from lacrosse programs so i was kind of hard into that recruiting process uh long story short i got the call from an old coach of mine who wanted me to come play surrey so i ended up doing that but i committed i committed to penn state to play lacrosse oh, under, no jeff Tamb- under jeff tambroni then as that happened the whole Penn State scandal happened. Plus, they're adding Division One hockey to their thing. So now my brain starts to spin. I'm like, I want to play both. I want to play on the hockey team. So they kind of went back and forth. They said I could have, but they didn't have a coach yet or anything. Plus, they didn't have an athletic director because he just got gassed. So I kind of didn't really know what to do there. And then I 
played in Surrey and really wanted to play hockey again. So I kind of did a 180 and was now I was trying to get schools to let me play both. A um, couple schools did that, but not really where I wanted to go. And then uh, Northern Michigan was recruiting me just for hockey and they kind of put together a good package and it was pretty, pretty cool place and a pretty good hockey program. So that's where I, how I ended up there. It's unreal. Where were, uh, where were the other schools that were kind of uh, spinning Look, your wheels on playing both? Uh, I would say the one who was the most realistic was Sacred Heart. They like brought okay. me and really wanted me to do it. And that, they had a sick school. They had everything. Their hockey facilities were just absolutely garbage. So I kind of, They have a weird rule in the NCAA. If you're hockey or football and you have a scholarship or sorry, you want to play any other sport, your scholarship has to come from hockey. So all these lacrosse teams were willing to give me the scholarship with the hockey. But if I wanted to play hockey, the hockey coach had to do it. So that's where we kind of, it's a rule. It's it's a rule that got started for football. Like because football would have all these track athletes under scholarship. So they'd have like, they'd use every sport to have extra scholarships and somehow yeah, hockey yeah, got thrown yeah. in there. So that kind of threw a wrinkle on my, my plans to be a two sport athlete at school, but I think it's probably for the better. I would have been, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I would have went to any classes if I was playing two sports. I was just going to say now, like <laughs> now going back and playing like division one, imagine trying to play division one in two sports. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be just banana lands. Oh yeah. I mean, and then you get your off season time, like you're excited with the boys to go and at our school. We had right on the water there. So like yeah. not, not in the winter, but when summertime comes we're at the beach, if I was grinding out lacrosse practice, I don't think I would have been that happy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so when, when you're, when you're playing hockey there, are you playing, are you still junior age or when did you go? Like at what age did you go to school? Yeah, it would have been junior age. So uh, school was at, I'm going to do the math. 2000, I graduated 2015, so I was there 2012. Um, my last year junior was 2012. So I guess I was, I guess my first, yeah, my first, my freshman year was after we won the Minto Cup. And so okay. I came way late. I came way late to school. The coach was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> um, I was like, I was like, listen, pal, I won the Minto Cup. I'll be there in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, so I had a, good, had a good first impression to my coach on freshman year. Um, and then I go home from school and play for the Shamrocks. That was my first, uh, my rookie WA season. And the interesting part of that story, I guess, is when after my sophomore year, I found out that you can play pro, pro lacrosse even if you're playing uh, NCAA hockey. So uh, I can't remember who told me that or who. I had to do some looking into it, like oh, the, the eligibility rules. Obviously, didn't want to give up my hockey scholarship, but um, had been drafted to the NLL already. So I made my way at the end of the hockey season, I would fly out, skip every class and fly out and go play in the, in the NLL, which is a pretty cool experience for me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I kind of figured, but um, I mean, we'll touch on that in a sec. Cause that's what I kind of figured for your first couple of years in NLL, but uh, you play, so did you play one year Orangeville, two years Brampton? Yeah, that's correct. Two years. So how, did, how did that, how did that come about? I, I was watching, my older brother got traded to uh, Brampton for the 2009 Mitchell Cup. They, oh, okay, they brought, right. they, they brought in him and Dane Stevens and yep. I think Andrew Potter. I don't know. They, they loaded up for that team. Um, so I watched that Mitchell Cup and just was kind of, it was a pretty good one. It was the one where they went up 3-1 and then Rosie shut the door on him and Adam Jones took over. And it was, a, I mean, then list of names in that series is just ridiculous. 
Um, so kind of just watched that. I was interested in playing Ontario. I knew that was where kind of the best ball was played. Um, and Doug, yeah, Dougie Arthur kind of got me out there. And then we had a good group. We had a really good group in the 90s, like Mike Burke and that crew. Um, we kind of underachieved, but I wanted to stick it out with them and play that played there last two years. And then we had a bunch of graduating guys, so they just told me at the end of that I can pick where I want to go. Um, so then I asked to go to the Northland for my last year. Unreal. And then obviously that accumulates with that 2015 Minto. So who else? Um, who else was on that team for the 2015 <clears throat> Minto? That's still playing like NLL now. 2012 Minto, but it would have been oh 2012. Yep, sorry, my bad. That's right. I'll start from the bad. I mean, D Ward and Nat, um, both the Nobles, Hostrauser, Cree, uh, Brad Gillies, uh, me, Hellier. Uh, who else is up front with us? Yeah, no, I think there was like 13 NLLers in total. A couple of them just had a cup of tea, but yeah, it was a pretty stacked squad. Ian McKay. Yep. Come on, that's a decent, decent squad. Yeah, decent squad. Yeah. They swept us. They swept us in the first round that year. That's when we. I think we. Had, <laughs> I think we had two goals in the in the five game series. But, well, Danny, and then, sorry, go ahead, Jonesy. Danny, that series in that the hottest building in the world, Burlington. So we, me, Noble, Hayden Smith, and I think Jordan Critch went to like Digital Dreams or something, some like techno concert. The night before the first game, that's, hey, that's a that's perfect spot. so much insult to injury. Yeah. And no, no, and then so we miss we miss the team bus, or I think like Noble called in, like made some lame excuse, and that started him by all. So we get there, and he's just not talking to us, just giving us a stink eye, like whatever. We go out there, uh, we're winning the game, and I think Noble fought in the game, like he got he, he was so he fought so he get kicked <laughs> out of the game, like he put in a person, and I'm on the bench and I'm like double shifting at one point I'm keeled over on the bench and Sawyer's just giving it to me, like literally kicking me out the door onto the floor. I'm like, I can't, I can't go. Like, but yeah, it was a fun series. That's a horrible, horrible <laughs> to play hungover into. Oh <laughs> man. That, oh, that was tough. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. It was uh that was a heck of a team though. I remember like, we just like went into the series and it was just like, Man, even if we like play really well and get a fantastic scoring chance, like we're not even gonna come close to scoring a goal on Wardo. Wardo's X factor, man. Like we had such a good D and, and ran the ball so good, but he was if we broke down, it's like, okay, well, we're fine. We have Dylan Ward back there, he's gonna stop everything. So yeah, that was that was a fun team to play for. That's hilarious. Um, and then in that you gotta do you know you got the record for most points in a mental cup game with 13? been told that it's like a finals game or whatever yeah i came that was a also also a fun game um what what concert you had the night before with that one <laughs> no no i was sleeping well before that one <laughs> that one was just built up anger i'd played that quilting team my whole life i probably got however old i am i got 15 silver medals to that same team um i get every year in my minor lacrosse i came second in the provincials to quilting Except for one year, we came second to New Ass. And then I got a silver medal intermediate against them. We we tried to line ball them at the end of the game. Uh, then I got, yeah, that's how they added up. Then I finally got to on the last crack at them last year, junior. Um, and so I was a, that was a pretty pretty memorable one for me. For sure. That's actually, that's pretty cool. Because I was expecting it was just going to be like, you beat up on the Edmonton Miners or the Mountaineers. <laughs> so at least you, you threw 13 on a, on a good team. That's pretty cool with the backstory. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
but that was game one. Game two, I think I got one assist, but we won. So I was, it, was, it, was, it was a good series. <laughs> yeah, tough one. Tough one to come back from to re up. Um, so then, so then from there, obviously, you're, yeah, you're talking, talking hockey. And then, so the NLL draft, um, you go third round, which now is just an unreal steal, even though they trade you in the first year. But what, uh, what's going on with the draft? Like beforehand, who are you talking to? Are you kind of going hockey? Are you playing lacrosse or kind of how'd that all go down? Uh, I was at school, uh, probably okay. snowing, snowing all around. I remember talking about like my roommates and my hockey guys. I don't, I don't know how much they really cared, but I think like they, they would talk to me about it and, and kind of support me. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. I was obviously a bit of a unique one where um, I wasn't going to play for, for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I remember just sitting in my, in my schoolhouse there getting calls from Dougie Locker and uh, <laughs> shooting, shooting the shit with him. Um, I think I talked to a couple other teams, but I did, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect at all. Um, third, yeah, third rounder. Yeah, that's, that's a bargain. And uh, yeah, was, and I was happy to go to happy to go to Washington, closest team to home, and, and I knew a few of the guys on that roster already. So um, yeah, they traded me pretty quick, but I I went to a finals with them. My one the one year I went out there, we I got to watch them. They we lost to Rochester, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you were there, Polly. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was the, the second. That was my first year, but uh, the second of the <laughs> repeat. Okay, you're on that team. Okay. Yeah, you guys would have won it. You guys won it in Langley. Right? This thing was yeah. a one goal game. The final yeah. one or two. It was a tight and, one. And you guys had a look at the end of the game, J Dub. You guys doubled J Dub last like whatever 15 seconds. Got it back. Yeah. And. I can't remember who gets a look, but obviously Vino makes a save. But uh, I remember well, that. I remember his Sally on that save. Oh, I know who it was. It was Dutchy. Dutchy gets a look because I saw a viral clip of because Dutchy ends up scoring the game winner for Calgary, and it yeah. was like almost the exact same look. And someone like cool. spliced it that like Fino stops him, then whatever. Five yeah, years yeah. later, he scores it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one. That'd be a fun one to go back and watch for me to see. I mean, I wasn't playing, but I was, I remember it pretty clearly. There's uh this was kind of like, again, cause it's pretty early, but someone, I don't know who it was, but there's a cool like YouTube clip with like slow-mo stuff on one of those games, which is like super cool. Um, I can't remember what game number. Cause was it still one game finals back then? I think it was a one gamer, yeah. I think it was, yeah. but yeah, there's a there's a yeah. cool like uh YouTube video with some music and slow-mo shots on, on that final game. Okay, I wouldn't be able to figure out who it was now, but it's pretty cool. But it doesn't really give you the full, full like game experience. A little, little off topic, but speaking of YouTube wormholes, I got myself into a Dan Dawson in the danger zone episode. So oh, dude, that, 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 that is incredible or that, that is ridiculous. Oh, I had some good laughs at watching those. Yeah, the, the production, the production quality is actually unbelievable for the time. It's pretty other like the video quality is garbage, but the yeah, like you said, the production quality is pretty pretty spot on. So good. what it was it was Mitch Belial that was doing the editing and it was him filming too, but like I can't remember what like I don't know what it would be called that we're even filming on. It looked like an iPod, but it wasn't like an iPod. It was, it was yeah. like I don't know what you would call it. Like, 
gangsters before cell phone cameras and all that. <laughs> but he was the one editing the video so he actually was like yeah he was pretty good but just the the quality was terrible but we were the original <laughs> we're the original content cowboys the original youtube boys i think i think the funniest part i can remember right now is i think it's Polly with his long hair and he goes around and he's just playing with his hair i don't know if it was set up or if they actually caught you doing it but you're just sitting there in the mirror playing with your hair like trying to make it look good <laughs> you guys are you guys are serving i don't know what you're serving but oh too funny that's hilarious man um so you kind of you kind of touched on it but so you get drafted and then so how do you how did you figure out then because obviously you played like almost right away for washington but how did you figure <clears> out that you could play lacrosse and hockey yeah like I, I don't remember exactly i feel like someone told me like hey maybe you can do this whether it was washington or, or maybe i found it on myself and kind of called them and was like hey i can actually play if you guys want me to play right now yeah um I can't remember exactly how that came to be, but then the next step was when I asked my hockey coach, like, hey, okay, if I go play some lacrosse after. Um, had some funny experiences there. Like, we would end our hockey season, I guess it would be March. March, yeah, probably March. So it'd be still snowing in Marquette. There's nowhere to go. There was a club team there that I practiced with sometimes inside the dome. And then I'd rent out the, the squash courts and just huck lacrosse balls around, around the squash courts and try and get ready to go to go into my first NLL games. Um, so I'd fly it. And yeah, I was pretty nervous. I remember being a rookie, but you don't get the, you don't get training camp for the whole season. No one knows. How, most of the guys don't know who you are. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a junior hot shot. I'm, I'm trying to my best to be a good rookie, but I also want to play. It was, uh, it was a good learning experience in a lot of ways. For sure. Um, so you play like, like you play three games watched and then they trade you. What what was the trade? Like why'd they trade you? Obviously you're still got a couple years left of school. Like what had that all go down? Yeah. Uh, maybe a better question for Dougie Locker, but from, the, from guy, my side. the guy grooms you, drafts you, then trades you <laughs> after one year. He knows, he, gone. he knows your deal. And he knows you're still in school. Drafts yeah. you, and then trades you. I got a funny playing story that maybe can read between the lines. So one of my first games, I, w- I already played a couple, and back then you could dress, like you could dress 18 or 19 guys. So I was yeah. like a grocery stick to begin. I was the f- fourth offensive lefty for sure. Getting getting my toes wet, whatever. Game, I did, I'm doing okay. I'm a rookie. Like game three, probably. It was, it was my last game that I played for them. So if I played three or four that year, whatever it was, uh, we're getting just crushed. I think we're in Minnesota getting crushed. And uh, we ended up getting a four-on-three power play. And Lewis, Lewis rips one wide. I think he might have ripped two wide. And CH gives me a tap and says, go take him off. So he's putting me out there on the power play, right? So I walk on the floor. Lewis is staring at me. I ain't coming off, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. So, and, I, and so me and Dean Hill are buddies. He, like he, I would sit at the airport and have got to know him pretty well. And so I walk over to him. I'm like, Dean, can, uh, can you tell Lewis to get off, please? Like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to tell him to get off. Like, I'm like literally halfway on the floor. Like, what do I do? You put me in a bad spot here. So anyways, I get on the bar play. I think I launch one out of the arena. And I come back. And I come back to the bench. And CH and Lewis are just face-to-face, just losing on each other. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Like, <laughs> this isn't where I want to This isn't the spot I want to be in right now. Um, but I think that was my last. I might have been my last shift as a Washington Stell um it's so fun. and then i yeah then they got me up got me out of there awesome and then go ahead what was the trade do you remember what the trade was not much 
in return. Uh, just, uh, just draft picks, I think. Several draft oh, picks. Yeah, I, I want to say I want to say a second and a third. So I bumped up for my draft stock. I think there you they go. got it. They got a second. They got a second in return for me. They saw. They saw the potential. Um, could be wrong. Man, could be wrong on that though. Yeah, I just got several draft picks, but uh, didn't say. <laughs> yeah. But hey, several is better than just one. One one fifth round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a high price tag. You know, several. Um, I got so then tra- you go. To- I got traded. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go. I got traded for last in the WLA. I think I got traded for it was several picks, but it was like a fourth and a fifth or something like that. Those are those are good ones in the WLA. Those are, I know. Those those, really- who are you picking at that point? <laughs> it's like yeah, seriously. <laughs> brother's daughter's son that doesn't yeah. play anymore uh, what's the name of the what's the name of the guy that runs around the floor again shaggy <laughs> shaggy jones no. with the fifth over fifth round pick <laughs> shaggy jones shaggy that's jones. A, that's incredible so you get traded so you got two more you go two more years buffalo while you're playing so you go there troy's there <clears> right <throat> off the bat yes yeah and then they obviously know, you know, they obviously know kind of your situation. But you have, like, just looking at kind of your stats, you kind of start having, you know, decent, decent two years, like playing four and three games to put up some good points. But then kind of after, you know, I guess after school, was like pro hockey ever on the cards for you? Or was, were you like, just like, hey, I'm happy going to pro lacrosse at, at this point? I kicked some tires with the Europe thing and then kicked some tires with the East Coast League. Um, had an opportunity there, but I'd honestly, everyone, I, all the guys that I played with and talked to who were in the East Coast just told me they hated it. Yeah. And I was, and, and I was like, okay, I don't know. Like, and the, the NHL dream wasn't, I wasn't close enough to that to be like, I'm going to make it from the ASHL and grind it out. And then yeah. the Europe thing, maybe I have a little bit of regret, but it's just, it, I wasn't ready for that kind of commitment. I've been away from home for so long. I'd, I was just ready to kind of end school and, and see what I could do. And uh, Buffalo offered me a pretty good situation there and they helped me kind of get a job and took care of us. So it was a nice, really nice transition from, from school to uh, adult life for me. It was kind of, it was, at the end of the day, it was kind of an easy decision. Perfect. Yeah. The only other guy, I guess he was still been in the league too. Self or Brad <clears throat> Self did the Euro yeah. NLL. Yeah. I played with Selfer. I think, uh, I think Brennan Ranford, He's got a game or maybe just went to training camp. He got drafted. I don't know if he ever played in NLL, but uh, yep, he came. He was, so he, he did play, didn't he? Played yeah, he played the games. last half of uh, San Diego with me. He's an absolute yeah. yeah. What a good yeah. Guy. Oh yeah, I played with him on the Valleys and they are good buddies. Uh, yeah, he's a character. But yeah, he, and I, I I played a self. I talked about him. He's a, he was a hell of a hockey player too. Oh yeah, did uh, did Ranford just shut it down finally? No, like, he's on the cross wise. Oh yeah, he didn't play. He hasn't played this summer. He's all he's been training hardy. I think he, yeah, he's back in shape. He's playing good hockey again. Right, he's back in the Dell playing uh, okay. playing some high level hockey still. Beautiful. Um, so then, okay, let's get it back on the rail. So after after uh, college, then that's kind of your first full year where you kind of start putting it together. So now you're going full full across, and uh, like anything changed for you? Like you know, you kind of had a cup of coffee, couple games in like three seasons, but then that, that kind of 2016, you started having a good year and then 17, you really break out anything change or just kind of more confidence. Uh, I mean, changing from playing defense to offense would say on paper would change the point numbers for sure. 
Um, I was playing a lot of deep, like came in when I first showed up at Buffalo there, it was John Tavares, Sean Williams, Ryan Banesh and Kalpi and Beltman. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was, uh, they put me back on D, um, which I loved. I, I loved to run, run on the floor and getting to learn that a little game. Didn't love getting burnt on D as, as much, but uh, I think yeah, in the long run, it's good. You get used to it, man. Don't you worry. Do, you get used to it, yeah. <laughs> I remember one game, I think Dutchie beat me underneath. I don't know if it was a natural half trip, but it was pretty close to it. Just the same move. I, and I just, I was like, I can't, I can't stop that. I don't know what you guys want me to do. Like, get me off the floor. <laughs> Someone else check them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, was, we had a good, obviously, having a really good team in 2016 helped as well. Um, Dane scoring 74 goals, just trying to pass him the ball. And uh, yeah, no, I think uh, happy with the kind of the early years. It was nice to get those rookie years out of the way and then full season. My first training camp with Troy, I, uh, do you remember? I, we, we technically fought. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. We fought in the ILA, right? So I want to tell, I want to tell the backstory that. So this is my first, I've been on the team for two years. This year, like expectations are higher. You're there full time. Um, we, after at halftime of that game, Troy's not coaching. He's watching the stands. He comes down and just starts motherfucking us, like directly looking at me, basically calling me a pussy. I don't even know. I don't know what I did. Like I didn't. I didn't punch someone in the face during a whistle or something like that. And he's all over me. I'm like, I'm pissed off. I'm like, what the hell? And so I'm like, I'm gonna. I don't know. I was like, I'm gonna either fight someone or I'm like, I'm not backing up. I'm gonna get it, mix it up now. The first guy to come near me was Polly Dawson, and just gives me one a push. And I like, I we did a little wrestling match, and then. I can't remember if we got kicked out of the game, but Troy, like, Troy loved it. He's like, you're, you're, he's like, you're on the team, like, right from that point. Like, okay. I guess I just got to fight Paul Dawson every time I see him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sounds easy enough. Yeah. You're welcome, <laughs> for, uh, you're welcome for your not little career. That's what I do. Yeah. Just yeah, launching careers over here. Now, I do I do remember that. I think, uh, yeah, it was, like, right. It was kind of, like, during the change box. I think either either I gave yeah. you, like, a late whack or you gave me – it was probably me giving you a late whack. Yeah, was, you if I was a betting I, man, if I was a betting man, I think I would put it on that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it was, a, it was the end of the 30, end of the 30 shot from basically center, and Paul, okay. just g- g- gave me one. And I'm like, okay, you just, like, I have to at least – I can't run away right now. <laughs> He's going to cut me. Right. And it worked out, man. That's <laughs> awesome. That's hilarious. Worked out. Still got my face. Yeah, for sure. That's wicked. And then – uh so, yeah, so you go to offense, which, you know, you started kind of making your bread butter. And then kind of like, I don't know if this, from like an outsider, it kind of seemed like this trade was going to happen kind of no matter what, like you for Smallsy, because there's rumor like Smallsy wanted to come back east. Obviously, you being a BC guy, was that kind of, did you know that was going to happen or kind of how that go down for you? Yeah, I, it was like a year in the making. Like, I, I was happy in Buffalo. I wanted to play, but at the end of the day, I wanted to come home eventually um when Vancouver I wasn't a huge I wasn't thrilled to maybe go to that team that was playing on Langley mm-hmm. um, but when they kind of rebranded and got new ownership in Vancouver it uh, was a little more enticing for me um and Chugger was all, like Chugger knew he knew this and he, he he was he would talk he talked to me through the whole way through it um and so finally we were able to kind of make a deal send a couple guys home and uh yeah, I think it worked out that's unreal. So, so you never had, so you, your first, your first case in Vancouver was with rebranded warriors. Yeah. So that's what, that was nice too, to kind of be there from day one on the warriors and, and uh, trying to get us uh, 
back to the top or near the top of this league. It's been a been a bumpy road with the injury in the COVID year and whatever, but I think uh, it's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I got nothing bad to say about how we've been treated here and, and we're kind of doing the right things. Not always uh, as fast as, as people might want or think it can be done, but we're, uh, we're grinding away and, and things are looking up. But a first year, we spent some time at the Roxy yeah. then, eh, Jonesy? Oh, yeah. So you guys, yeah. You, yeah, fuck. I didn't even realize yeah, you guys yeah. would have played together. Yeah. Danny was there from the beginning. I was, yeah. Danny was new in Vancouver. I was basically like coming home too. I never lived down in Vancouver. So we, we ran around and explored, uh, explored the city a little bit. Just got to see uh, what, yeah. what it's like, right? Just got to see what it's like. Yeah. Found ourselves in a couple, in a couple corners and a couple uh, other places, but hey, that's all right. We got through it. We got through it. We got, we got through it. Yeah. You live to see another day, but it's uh, yeah. I mean that that that. I mean, I remember. I mean, just be everyone was so excited, man, because it was like the team was coming downtown. Everyone downtown was juiced about it. the branding was great, and and but yeah, it was and yeah. we were treated well. Like it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun too. Like we had a good group of guys. I mean, obviously we didn't, we didn't do the most amount of winning as much as we would have liked to, but fuck, we, have, we had some fun. We were trying hard. We were yeah. trying hard. Yeah. I was, I think I, that was at one point that season, I was on the active roster and not even being traveled. I was, I was watching games <laughs> on the active roster from my condo that were like going on in Georgia. <laughs> That's they're paying me to not play. <laughs> that was that a, was- that was a good, it's like that scene in Moneyball when he's like, you know, you're paying me 3 million bucks. He's like, no, that team's playing, paying you to, to play against them. That was, uh, that's kind of <laughs> where I was at, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And that condo was a nice little setup downtown. Oh yeah. We got, I think Bizey's in there now again this year. Nice. He's, uh, yeah. He's a little, he's a little more reserved than you are. He's, that's easier to handle, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked. That, what, that place, man, Paulie. there. There was one night, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I was, there was one night we were on like going outside and I didn't have a buzzer. So I had to like give my keys to, to people every time they wanted to come in. So I would like take my keys out on the patio to go give to somebody to let someone in. And my phone flies out of my pocket, hits the railing. And like, I'm right on top of the arena. I thought it was going to go right through the arena, but it just landed on the patio right below me. So it was like, Spent the whole night trying to fish for it and knock on the door and ended up getting it back. But it was, uh, that was quite the journey. There's a lot, there's a lot of interesting stories of that place. Wasn't it one of the Canucks? Uh, wasn't one of the Canucks living there? Yeah, they yeah, get, it was, yeah. They ended up just because it was like those were the condos. That's what they're being used for. So I just like knocked on the door and answers and just hands the phone over. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy thinks I'm a psychopath. <laughs> That's unreal. So they still have, but they still have the condo for the boys there, though. Yeah, we got a few guys living downtown. Um, I, I don't know if it's we. I don't know if it's finalized this year, but yeah, uh, Charlie Beat is down there. Keegan Ball's downtown guy now. Um, I'm, I'm not in the tower anymore, but I'm, I'm downtown. We got a little crew of downtown kids. We're gonna have a couple of young Ontario kids this year, I think. Join the crew. Um, yeah, we're starting up our school programs again with the rebounding as part of that. Um, that's a nice little setup we got over here unreal um that's cool so that's that's wicked because one of like nah i don't want to bring it up it's fine um <laughs> well, i was just gonna say like one of the good what like, just of, happened there <laughs> sorry just had a quick seizure no one of the good marks of like a team is like having good living situations so like the first year usually there's a good living situation <laughs> then 
a year after it kind of changes you get further but that's why it's yeah. really nice to see that you still have these condos downtown and guys are still going there. that's that's more what i was going to get into i just didn't want to start trashing other teams that's yeah. all. First, no, I, for sure and they're it's good setup too because like they, they would just use basically they were just like the condos they would have for guys that were i guess at that time it was utica but now it's abbotsford i think is the a team yeah um yeah. That they would call the guys up and then they would stay in those condos. And they're set up and furnished at Xbox on there and everything for you, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it was great. That's, that's, uh, that's an underrated thing, though, Paulie. Like, I remember our best teams in Buffalo, we had, I think we had six to eight guys living in Buffalo and we had apartments in one building. So we all had our own space, but, but we're all in the same building and just the team bonding. And it's kind of like the core of the team. Like, the, that's kind of what all the, all the gossip and all the laughs and we get to practice. Everyone knows we've been hanging out all week and just, they want to hear what we're doing in Buffalo, that kind of stuff. So I think that's good. We're starting to get that around Vancouver and uh, looking forward to it. No, it's, it's going to be good, man. Um, want to touch on, you've kind of launched this like loading lacrosse. What, what is that? Is that your school program or kind of, what is it? See it kind of going all over Instagram here. That's uh, I didn't launch. That's a uh, Tyrell Hammer Jackson thing. He's uh, okay. he's the media media mogul. He's he's making equipment. He's making content. He's uh, guy's got a lot. He's got a lot of ideas. He's in big brain mode right now. You'll, you'll be seeing a lot of loading across this year. Um, just got a shaft. I haven't put it on my stick yet, but they're, they're looking nice. If if anyone's in the market for a new shaft, um, yeah, Ty. I don't know if you guys either of you have ever met Ty, but he's a he's a he's a he's always on. He's got a he's a ball of energy. He's uh, yeah. He's starting his little low in the crossing. I'm happy. Isn't to, he uh, like a? Doesn't he? What is it? A logger? He's a he's a tugboat. He works on the tugboats and yeah, he's logging, tugging, whatever he's doing. <laughs> logging and tugging, baby. Yeah. Logging and tugging. That's he's got a nice little. People don't care about his across videos. They care about those videos. But he's kind of doing it, integrating both of them. And uh, no, he's awesome. I'm out, I'm around him a lot. And happy to be a part of his content and you're uh, <laughs> you're, you're jump, you've jumped into the real estate world also yeah in the real estate world now in the wild wild west of the vancouver market here um i think it's been i think it's coming up on two years now wow. so it's been uh it's been a cool thing to get a part of i had a I had a guy i played hockey with who's uh he's i think he's a year or two younger than me but he's been doing it for like eight years now he kind of took me under his wing um it's been a lot of fun nice Nice to have the flexibility as well and kind of be able to play lacrosse and, and get some work done on the side there. So that's been uh, been where I'm at. You guys got, you got eight jobs right now, Jonesy. <laughs> My buddies, I think they're making fun of me, but they call me entrepreneur because <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the map. Yeah. <laughs> An entrepreneur. I like that. Just, just, just trying to pay the bills, man. Yeah. <laughs> I get crazy, it. Buddy. So, I mean, what, what, where are we at here? I guess that's like, I guess that's kind of the first year um, in van. What have you, I don't know, what, what, what are your thoughts on kind of like where the, where the team's going? Like, obviously I know too, like it's hard to kind of fill. Sometimes it can be hard to fill the seats unless you're like bottom line is you just got to win, do it. Right. So it's what, what do you think the next, uh, next little while, like what are the goals for the team and stuff? For sure. I'll touch on just even the business side first. Like, I think that's kind of been one of the bright spots. We haven't had a packed barn since day one, but it's, it's continually gotten better, right? Every, um, it's been a pretty upward line on, on our attendance in our home games, even though we haven't been winning much. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of a bright spot. And I think just the job they're doing is, is unbelievable. They're marketing and around the city and, and getting us in positions to, to be seen around the, around the community. So I think that's, um, you always got to stay on that, but I think that's one of the bright spots going to keep going up for us, especially if we can uh, 
kind of put together some wins here. Um, as far as our team, like, I think sometimes it almost feels like we're a bit of a black sheep in the league, an easy target, but it's like people forget we, in 2018, we didn't really get lumped with those expansion teams, but we were in a worse situation than the expansion teams, in my opinion. Like, we had no draft picks, no draft picks for three years with a depleted roster. Like, where do you go from there? It's, you just gotta, you just gotta battle for a few years and, and hope it, I hope you get that you gotta wait for those picks, right? So we've gotten a few in the lineup finally, and uh, with a few more coming in, and a lot of young bodies coming to camp, ninety uh, percent which I which I'm familiar with and pretty excited about. Um, so yeah, I think we just gotta stay the course. Um, sometimes there's there's noise around, but uh, yeah, stay the course. I, I know our our core group of guys is just a bunch of beauties right now, and guys willing to put in the work, and and uh, yeah, just really looking forward to the season. Unreal. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think with, you know, anytime you get a new coach, a new coaching staff too, it kind of almost reinvigorates you. And, and a guy like Troy, who I've played with on, and I mean, not with, but for, and so I was going to say, think, dude, how old are you? <laughs> all, dude, I, I believed him. I was like, wait, what year would have been? <laughs> no, I mean, with that being said, it, it it's pretty close. Like I played with, Played with most coaches in this league. So, and now yeah. the sons, which is banana hands. But, um, but I did play with Flipper. Son Flipper is, you know, just nice. an amazing guy and good coach. So, there's one guy I did play with. But uh, it kind of just brings a new energy, no matter what, to to an to an organization, to the boys, right? So it's kind of kind of exciting. And like I said before, like you coming off the injury is just almost fresh fresh sheet of ice for everybody, which will be cool. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to that. I think Troy's got a, he's got his ways and I think it's really going to help us. We've kind of been, oh, not country club atmosphere, but not necessarily every, everyone going the same direction at all times. And I think that's kind of his, that's what he's going to drive home and, and demand from us. And I think it's going to really help us. For sure. And uh, who, who's the third, who's the third coach? So it was Troy Flipper. Then who was the third coach? Kurt, Curtis Hodgson. Okay. Um, Who's also he was like he was my first kind of veteran. He helped me like when I was in San Jose. Yeah. He was kind of my guy, and I, I love yeah. that guy. So yeah, he's got he's awesome, man. He's I played with him. He's my captain in New West yeah. for a few years. Um, and yeah, there's little you can ask a thousand people. Like no, you're not gonna find someone that says a bad thing about Curtis Hodgson. No, I'd, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Sure. Um, that's just the kind of guy he is, and he's uh. Uh, he'll be a nice calming presence next to Troy too. I think that's going to be a nice, a nice match. You, you can't have everyone yelling and screaming. He'll be, uh, he'll be a combine. And I know him and Troy are getting along really well. They've obviously been on a lot of calls and talks and they're, they're getting along really well. So it should be a good dynamic. Unreal, man. Unreal. Well, I got, I got nothing else. Danny, you got anything else? How's the, uh, I was just going to say, cause I know when we were texting, you were talking about going golf and how's the, uh, how's the game looking? Was it a nice summer for golf or what? Uh, yeah, I, I dialed it back a bit. So I, when I came home, like I had golfed before, but like never wasn't, wouldn't call myself a golfer. So that'd be like 2018 when I came home, I think 2020, I golfed like a hundred times and played a hundred rounds. Love that. Um, so I've dialed it back a bit. I think I'm at 30 or 40 right now, but games, games ever been better. Yeah. I, I'm going to play right now. I'm, uh, going to take a little short road trip up to Squamish and play today while the weather holds up. Um, but yeah, golf game's feeling good. What's the uh, what's the index at? If you don't mind me asking, 
index index is at a six four. Oh yeah that's a good golfer right there folks yeah, yeah. golfer that's, let's go that's been, uh, I, I didn't say been, 16 uh, i was like no. I, would have to say, so. uh, I like Single squamish digit. dude squamish is a cool little place i like that little uh what is it uh backcountry brewing yeah they got like some good spots there and, and they're pumping up uh real estate there and it's gonna it's it's kind of an up and coming place it's i'm, I'm right downtown man it's like it's gonna be take me 45 50 minutes to get up there so it's not that far that's great um it's its own little yeah they got all the mountains and everything up there it's, it's a cool spot unreal that's gonna wicked man well wish you the best of luck this uh this season buddy stay healthy and just kind of continue doing doing what you do bud we really appreciate you coming on here I don't think I don't think I see either of you guys this year, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at the schedule right here. End of the season, I got Danny Lois from the town. You know, oh, yeah. I like that one. Okay. I'm coming home. I'm <laughs> yeah. coming home. He's going to get the tribute video. Yeah. It's only going to be part <laughs> <only gonna be, laughs> videos. Probably, the tribute. There probably isn't even a single video clip of me in a Warriors jersey. <laughs> I'm at the Roxy. Yeah. I might float this idea, get it out there. Just can you imagine? See, see, see if we can get the Dan Lewis booze going or something. I don't know. So, <laughs> I, flex, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't flex, flex game. We might be on prime time too. Oh, there we go. That's good. That's stuff. awesome. And great weather too. We'll be at. The, I think it's like I think it's the last game of the year, right? Yeah, April 29th, last one of the year. There we go. We asked for a better show. <laughs> Wait, I think we only got, we got first and last game against the East. We go to Toronto, and then you guys, you guys come to us at the end. Oh, you so open in yeah. Toronto, eh? Okay. Yeah, they've really, yeah. they've really cut down kind of the East-West, man. They've yeah, really they cut, cut that it down. down. We're going to Toronto for the guaranteed win night, so that'll be fun. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I our uh, the, I don't know if it's the way the schedule has just been last couple years, but we've been getting Toronto last game of the season. Like I think it's happened. I've done it twice. I think even before that, the Stealth were getting that, and they just come in and piss pump us at the end of the year. Like that's it's a tradition at this point. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting them at the beginning. Like let let's have them let's let's go toe to toe here at the beginning instead of the end at the end yeah. when we're down when we're down and out and they're gearing up for playoffs, just come in and crush us. So it'll be it'll be uh. Hopefully a nice little flip around and get him in the beginning of the season. Beautiful. Like well, good stuff, man. Again, appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck today. Shoot low, buddy. Shoot low. Here we go. All right, boys. Thanks for having me. Okay. Pleasure. Thanks, Mitchie. All right. Thanks, man. Cheers, Dad. All right. What a chat. Come on. We he need- comes up with good material every time. We need to get like the computer voice to like after we do beauty booty to like put it in them and like call in Doyle or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be funny. Donnie, you're on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I like it. But uh but yeah, should we should we just dive right into the uh into the snake? Yeah, I'm good. Um I went first last time. So I, I think, think we're, back. we're back to the top of the order. I think I'm yeah, first. Yeah. yeah, this is our fourth one. So Donnie, you're up. All right, we good? Let's do it. I wonder, I wonder who you're going to take first overall. Yeah, I bet. I can't guess. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Tony Rose. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Surprise. It's crazy. Uh, it's iconic. It's got minor, junior, everything from playing tournaments there back when you were a kid. It's awesome. It's just, you know, it's a mecca of uh, summer lacrosse. And obviously, I had some good memories there. So I'll take Tony Rose. Polly? Am I next? Yeah. Uh, 
I'll, just, I'll catch some heat for this too now, but I'll uh, I'll take the Memorial Center, Peterborough. I mean, even even when we were going in our battles there, it's always it's an amazing place to play major, whether you're whatever side you're on. And I've been on both sides, so. All right, well, them, the Palestine at Lancaster. I got a double header, and uh, although Paulie does work for this team, it's unbelievable. I'm the first one taking it. I'm taking the oven. <laughs> Central Arena, an absolutely iconic building. It's I, I think I'm responsible for almost every single mark on the end boards there for missing the net, but it is it's a place where boys turn to men. Some of my favorite memories of playing lacrosse are there. Um and, and teaching lacrosse there and everything. So I'll take that. And then I'm going to throw a little curveball. Sure. I'm going to take Dave Anderchuk Mountain Arena in Hamilton. Ooh, it's because nice. That super, that super series, playing in that tournament growing up, always running around like so much, like three, four games a day. Just can't even imagine trying to do that now. Eating as many orange slices and drinking as many Powerades out of a can as you can. So that's uh, th- those are my, those are my two first picks. So I, I know you'll find this crazy, but that's where like uh, the Hamilton Kilty Bees used to play junior hockey too. Yeah. So like your brother would know I played there. But oh, there how we- did we get to junior <laughs> yeah, I hockey? We, I don't know how we got here, but that's not that's not why I wanted to bring it up. The reason I wanted to bring it up is because. After games, there was this place called Mike's Subs, and I don't know if it's still there, but used to be able to get the Hero. It was called the Hero Sub, and it was triple meat. This thing was gigantic. <laughs> and the lady who used to make the sub, I swear to God, was Quasimodo, had the biggest pump <laughs> on her back. And it would take her about a half hour to make the sub, but it was so good after the long hockey game. What's so- the... Uh- What's the what was the the wing place that was close by there that was like really good? Do you remember that? No, I was a oh. Mike Sub guy. Oh yeah, you're loyal. But I remember yeah. there was like some sort of a, a wing shop. But um, anyways, I guess it's uh it's back to you, Polly. Uh no, Donnie, right? Is it me? No, okay. Man, come on, it's our fourth snake draft. How do these work again? <laughs> I'm gonna go um. Bear Mountain Arena, Victoria, BC. Again, played there. Uh, place is one of the one of the best places to play. So Bear Mountain, unreal spot. I actually haven't I haven't been uh, I haven't been there yet, but oh, um, looks pretty. Highly sweet. recommend it. No, no tampering. Highly recommend it. <laughs> so I got two here. I'm gonna go old school, new school. Uh, old school. I'm gonna go with uh, Queens Park in New West with the wood floor. Uh, oh. I, I haven't you fucking there. you're just you always go after our loyal fans it's unbelievable <laughs> i think you've i think you've picked new west or coquitlam for every draft we've done <laughs> to be yeah, i'm gonna go maybe you call them the burlington adanax <laughs> <laughs> be you picked burlington hamilton <laughs> that's true that's fair we're both pandering just to different audiences yeah yeah um yeah i actually never got to play there but i've been there and uh just like the wood floor is just iconic it's it's pretty sweet um paul have you played there yeah i won a man cup in 09 maybe the craziest man cup of all time but <laughs> we'll put um, the video out but isn't uh big, isn't there a big brawl from that one yeah bench clearing brawl i think in game two or three we won every game in overtime. Again, I've been there when it's packed to the gills. It is an amazing place to play. It's, uh, again, super cool just even 
like it's a huge it's kind of like central actually danny where it's like there's baseball fields a bunch of different kind of stuff right there it's a really really cool spot cool atmosphere yeah i think one of the cool things about like that makes a lot of these summer arenas great too is that they're like in neighborhoods where people yep. kind of walk walk like walk in um and then new school this might be a, a controversial take uh i'm gonna take the track quickly becoming like a bit of a the center for our sport so um every summer that goes by like more memorable shit seems to happen there and Close to my place, so yeah, I'll take the track. Donnie picking the arena, I ruptured my Achilles in. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Just more memorable stuff every summer. <laughs> I said memorable. Well, that was memorable. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Time. I definitely don't. I won't forget it. That's for sure. I like. All right, so you're. So that's you're done. You've got yours. You're four. No, that's two, three, and then we're. It's Paul. Paul. Is, yeah. yeah. Because you're last, right, Danny? So you go another sneaky Fuck, sneak. You're right. No, I'm like, not oh, a, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> a bit of an early victory lap for Lomi there. I'm Paul. I was trying to sell you. Okay. Paulie. So who is me? Yeah. All right. Easy one. Brampton Memorial. Um, again, right up there with Queens Park. Just history again. Maybe it doesn't seem the fans like it used to, but it's still an iconic what did you spot. Pick first. You had Memorial uh, Center and Pedro, yeah. so you're, you're all Memorial. No, Mr. Memorial. Mr. Memorial. Yeah, well, I just, yeah. Um, so, that's me. All right. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Maple Grove Arena. Um, Grove, baby. Because there's nothing like seeing that, like, the floor, like, raised right by you like that was so unique i remember as a kid like just being like what is this like it was so fun to go there because every time we'd just be like oh it's the one with like the race floor and um i actually i also got knocked the fuck out there and like my second my second game of junior b or third or four, actually may have been like fourth game of junior b jason johns buries me from behind the last junior b game i ever played i was i think i was dark room for about two months after that so um, not great memories, but, uh, but a cool arena to watch them across in. And whenever there was Oakville, like tournaments and stuff, like you always, I'd always get excited to play there. Um, I'm going to go off the board here with one that's, I like, I like the idea of this one a lot, just because there's a lot of history there, a lot of lacrosse, a lot of great players would have played here. Um, and it was point night. Every time we played this team in junior, I'm going to take port credit arena in Mississauga. That place is actually sweet. It's so yes. cool. The structure of that building inside. And, and uh, again, like the amount of guys that like played for the Tomahawks, my old man played there and uncle and um, obviously like Tavares rolling through there and stuff. So it's, uh, it's the one I'm going to go with. Didn't they put in a little like beer garden restaurant in there too? I think so. I like that. I think more teams, more teams. Yeah, that needs to be a thing. <laughs> but filled with vodka sodas. <laughs> Back to me. I feel like Paulie's had ninety picks in this draft. Just every time he gets one, he's like, "Oh, it's back to me." It's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, I'm trying to think of some other barns I've played at. I've played in so many. You know, you know, it's another good one. The ILA. 
I'll choose the ILA. Junior, okay. junior ILA. I've had a couple crazy moments in that arena. People trying to kick down the door to get in the change room. So <laughs> I'm choosing the ILA, baby. All right. So my last pick might take some heat. I'm not going to take Memico Arena, although that place is freaking awesome. Um, a lot of good memories there. But just to get the whole kind of scope of minor lacrosse and Canadian lacrosse in general, I'm going to take uh, Iroquois in um, Whippy. Just iconic. And yeah. like when I was a kid, the, the biggest thing in my life for a long time was to play a Team Ontario final at Iroquois and just playing so many games there as a kid and, and the festival. And now I think, I just think the festival is so cool and like something that made us all as players and was like a, the best part about growing up and stuff. So I think I went, I think I went my, maybe in my career, Owen 16 at the qualifiers in a qualifiers was like the craziest meat grinder of a lacrosse. Like, oh. I think I like, it made you so good at lacrosse though. Cause it was just like insane. It was like, let's just, we the one weekend we played seven games in a weekend. There's two games, three games, two games. Yeah. So and that place still gets when it gets packed is awesome. And it's like just the floor is huge. That like you can hear all the cheering. You got the fans on either side. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good pick. So all right. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll have to recap. I had I had uh Tony Rose, Queens Park, the track, and Iroquois. Polly had Memorial Center. Victoria, Memorial, Brampton, and the ILA. And Lomi, you had Central, Dave Anderchuk, Maple Grove. What was the last one? Come on. For credit. For credit. For credit. Okay. That's it. So we're gonna we'll put we'll put out a nice little vote. Might be hard to get. Uh, we probably won't have pictures of all those places, so we'll have to uh, just get the names out there and maybe get the poll going again. Um, wish we, I wish we could put it out by smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yes, that that's actually Memorial, amazing. Memorial would win. Memorial would win. Every time you guys like set an arena, I like. I think I like got the smell in my head. <laughs> but yeah, PTSD. Yeah, from hot dog, hot dog PTSD. Yeah. Oh, just thinking of the chicken wraps in Six Nations too. Well, I was gonna. I was going to go for my last pick, but it would have been rhubarb. But that's what I was saying. So I was going to choose a Powerade Center. Right? It's called the CA Center now. But it wasn't because, like, the fans, because we never got fans there. But when I was, like, the third-string goalie, the boneless wings there were to die for. So I'd go just take 5 million shots, then go crush <laughs> boneless wings upstairs in the restaurant. And it was just, like, the best thing on earth. I love that. That's and that. I mean, I I think I, they have great fries there. My, my brother played for uh, the battalion. Yeah, we would. Always, I'd always get the fries. Maybe a little poutine if I was feeling nuts. But um, boys, yeah. I'm sorry to tell you this. After the Minto, I think their standards have dropped. No. That. Yeah. What did you eat? The poutine was horrible. Fuck. <laughs> it was, it was made like that. three hours before it got served. Oh. That's yeah. a damn shame. Tough. Tough. Damn shame. But uh, yeah, that does it for the for the snake draft. And I guess also probably does it for, for episode uh, 62. So um, again, appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully I have some more lacrosse news here. Again, we heard from Beauty Beauty. Um, what a guy. So uh, shout out to Cottage Spring. Shout out to Lion Eyes. Keeping the boys going. 
Um, hey, and if you get anyone interested in maybe jumping on the jumping on the podcast that wants to advertise with the boys, let us know. We'd love to pump up some local brands, some lacrosse brands, whatever you think. So reach out to us, send us a DM, tweet at us. Unless they're mean tweets, we won't read them. Um, but make sure you tweet at Donnie and chirp him for liking the flames. All right. That does it for this week. We'll chat with you soon. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. Peace. If you want to sign, this is it. You're mad, your magic, you're as hard as a gun. You want to play with fire, consider this. You'll chase the thrill if it's worth it. Cause you never ever want to work for it. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. You got a spine of steel and a roar of thunder. Sonic Boom